Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, and with us right now, we've got Ryan Clark. Ryan, you are the founder and CEO of Cube Money. Let me spell that because it's one of those funky, you know, spellings that if you're a cool company, you got, and that's Q-U-B-E, and uh, you're on the web at cubemoney.io. That's Q-U-B-E money.io. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Josh. I'm excited. It's good to see you again and, and uh, be here on your show. So Ryan, Cube Money came about because the cash envelope system works, but there's a problem, and that is that people don't really use cash. In fact, I was just listening to a, it had to have been a um, Freakonomics or one of those where they talked about how I mean, we're be slow. No, no, no. It was stuff they don't want you to know. And they were talking about how we're becoming a cashless society, uh, particularly if you're young, uh, particularly if you're kind of on an upward, you know, you're tech savvy and you're uh, maybe on an upward trajectory in terms of income. You don't use a lot of cash. I mean, it's kind of a last resort, like only when you absolutely positively have to. And so as a result of that, uh, it, you, you can't use a tried and true system. And if anyone's familiar with Dave Ramsey's cash envelope system, listen, it works. It works because it's, you're, you're kind of forced to uh, abide with what you agreed to do at the beginning of the month. And you would think that there would be technology that will have evolved to adopt this system. But sadly, we don't really have that. We have a lot of post-mortem budget tools, but really until Cube has come along, there has not been the digital uh, version of that. So, well, I kind of explained what you guys do, but I'll let you take it from there. You know, yeah, Josh, absolutely. The, the cash envelope budgeting method is the best system ever. And for the last hundred years, people have used it to change spending behavior. There's plenty of systems, just like you said, there's plenty of systems that will help you track what you did. But unfortunately, those are all in the past. And the past has a hard time influencing you in the moment of a purchase. And so they fail over and over and over again. And it's interesting. So my, my background is in financial planning and coaching. And uh, the genesis story of, of how Cube Money came to be is that I was working with a couple that was making about a quarter million a year. Now, you would think with a quarter million, $250,000 a year, that that should solve all your financial problems. But no, this couple, after making that kind of income for 10 years, had a whopping $30,000 to their name. Now, they had the nicest cars and a garage full of toys and the best seats at all the events. So they did plenty of playing and spending, but really didn't have anything to show for it. I remember talking with the husband while he was uh, stuck in traffic. <laughs> he called me and said, Ryan... And he was being really honest because the situation had gotten pretty intense. And he said, Ryan, I can't have the next 10 years be like the last 10. And now, as a, as a planner and coach, I'm always looking for that motivation. Is someone really serious 
Uh, and when, when we have someone who's serious and motivated, I'm, I'm always really excited because I love, I kind of live to see that change and what we can do with a, with a couple over time. So I started working with this couple and we, we went through everything. But when we got to the budget, this was, a, this was a tough one. And I knew this couple would need some sort of a tool. So I put them on the best tool that it was brand new at the time. It was really exciting. They have a lot of great budgeting, uh, little tools and tricks inside their app. And for a while, everything was great. But as it goes with dieting and everything else, right, human nature kicks in and we default back to whatever is easiest. That system, despite all of its cool tools and charts and graphs and everything, it still wasn't the bank, right? It would say a limit of $500 in groceries over here, but they knew they had thousands in the bank. Right. And so after about three or four months, they fell off the plan. That was frustrating and it got worse when about a year later, they actually divorced mostly over financial stresses. Yeah. Quarter million a year doesn't solve your problems. So this was, this was significant to me. You know, my own parents divorced largely over financial problems. So it's, uh, it hit real, it hit home for me. I went to a friend of mine and I said, is there a way to design He's a developer friend and he works in the payment processing space. Um, so I talked to him and said, is there a way to design a system that would operate just like cash envelopes? Cash envelopes is unique because it's the only system out there, even today. It's the only system that is both the bank and the budget. And that's why it's one reason why it's so powerful. But it's not powerful because of envelopes. It's not powerful because of cash, although some people would argue that it's the cash factor. I don't think the payment method actually makes any difference at all. My belief, and this is what we have experienced with Cube is that the power of that system comes in that it is the only system that gets in front of the purchase. Think about it. As a user of that system, if you want to spend, you have to answer two questions before each purchase. You have to answer which envelope is the money coming from and do I have enough? Now you do these in milliseconds, right? You'll open your wallet or your purse, you'll find the, where you're gonna spend from, you'll make sure you have enough, you grab the money inside and you pay. And it happens pretty quick. Then you have to deal with coins and change and everything, but that's a side note. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, but so with Cube, what we've done is we've strived to maintain that exact same behavior. So with Cube, we give you a debit card and an app, and just like cash envelopes, before you can spend, you have to use the app. We do this by, by making the balance on the debit card at zero. So if you just swipe it, it'll fail. Mm. You have to go to the app, you have to answer those same two questions. Where's the money coming from and do I have enough? You tap on the envelope or the cube that you're gonna spend from, that money loads up onto the card and now you can spend what's available in that cube. You swipe, it does the, the tracking, there's no change to deal with afterwards, it's just tap, swipe, go. Your budgeting was done when you got paid and you created purpose or gave every dollar a job when you got paid, not when you're in the store. It's the wrong time to budget. Yeah. So that's that's basically what we've what we've done a little bit of the Genesis story there. Yeah. So I mean, Ryan, it, and again, the reason why this works is like you know the reason you know having recently lost a, a bunch of weight, uh, I can tell you that um, you know a, any just about any diet is going to work, and I think that where most of us um, when it doesn't work. It's when we cheat a little bit here and there. Oh, and sure. we don't think that it really matters, right? If we go, well, I know I said $500 for groceries, but eh, we'll mm -hmm. do 620. You can right. do that. But the problem is 
now you're outside of your budget. And now, you know, that hundred extra $120 that you needed to pay off credit card debt, you don't have that. And it's because uh, you made it too easy to deviate from the plan. And so, Ryan, do you get much resistance from people who say, like, I want the results, but I don't want to have to, I don't know. It's like, it's like, listen, are you serious about getting out of debt? Are you serious about getting, you know, saving for retirement? Are you serious about this stuff or are you not? If you're serious about it, then we need to set up the system so that you can't fail. And, you know, again, when we force ourselves to say, listen, um, I committed to $500 and now someone can still say, like, if they're like, okay, it's, listen, it's going to be an extra $40 this month. I mean, they can manually override it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think one of the key areas or key things that we have to remember with good budgeting is that budgets do have to flex. So there is going to be that, that uh, give and take in each, in each of your different envelopes. You have to have a flexible budget. If it's too rigid, it just breaks anyway. So, you know, even inside Cube and, and with cash envelopes, you can take from one other or you can take from the other envelopes to complete what you need for the other. But what, what the system requires a person to do at that point is to reevaluate their priorities. And that's what often does not happen when the money is not real. Like when it's just in a budget, the money's really not real. There's just numbers on a page, right? Because mm-hmm. the real money is over in the bank. So you can just, you know, you, the, the person will think, oh, it's $500. Ah, I need to spend $640. Okay. And they'll just blow it and their, their thinking process will stop there. With Cube and with cash envelopes, you actually have to go, okay, where am I going to pull the money from? Is it coming out of our vacation envelope? Is it coming out of my clothing envelope? Where's the money mm-hmm. coming from? And they have to now evaluate their priorities. What is more important to me? Oh, maybe I'm not going to take from date night envelope because I know that she's planning on something this weekend. Right. right? Oh, maybe I don't want to take from clothing because these shoes that I really wanted are on sale and I know I'm going to go buy those. Right. And so very quickly, someone can evaluate their priorities. Now it's, it's, it's actually a little tricky with cash envelopes because you may have to sit there and count dollars because it doesn't automatically tell you how much is in each envelope. Whereas with cube, you can just see right there. Here's how much I have. Just put the right. number right, right on the screen. But I think Josh, another thing that's really key, and this is where I'll argue with most people on, on, on budgeting. I think that for a lot of people, it's not their fault that they can't stick to a budget. I mean, think about this. If your fridge was filled with junk food and fast food and microwave meals and that kind of thing, how would you eat? Even if you want to go and get on a great diet, you're still going to eat that garbage because that's what's easy. That's what's in the Mm -hmm. fridge. What would happen if the fridge now was filled with compartmentalized, organized, good, healthy meals, fruits, vegetables, and that's what was in the fridge? How would you eat? So one of our arguments is that part of why we have 70% of Americans unable to uh, handle a $500 unexpected expense, and 70% of America is right there. Part of that reason is because the environment of money, just how it works, is that it's that fridge filled with the junk food. It doesn't support any sort of good financial health or any system. So Ryan, so this is uh, a business podcast, by the way. And so I know we've uh, kind of geeked out on budgeting, which, you know, my <laughs> savings angel persona, uh, definitely have an interest in that topic. But Absolutely. how does one launch a, a, a product like this? Okay, cool. 
Yeah, so changing gears to the CEO mode. Um, so it's interesting. And actually, I think it comes back to the same thing. I was reading an article just, uh, just this morning, and they were talking about how, how do you build a brand? How do you market? And this, this was uh, confirming some stuff that I heard just last weekend. We were up at Silicon Slopes uh, here in Utah, phenomenal convention. And they were talking about building that brand. And it came back to purpose. So yeah, we're geeking out here on what makes the system unique. We're talking about the, the details of why people fail in budgeting. But you know, it's those messages that that will build up a brand. So the, the the thing that we're doing is we're spending a lot of our energy really talking about our story. So it's these same kind of conversations actually. What is Cube Money all about? How are we different from all the other budgeting apps, all the other online banking apps? How are we different? And we believe that, uh, that by focusing on that story, and, and, and I'll say that as we have focused on that story, as we have told people the story, mm -hmm. um, that's when we get the biggest buy-in from people and the greatest belief. Um, my story in trying to build this has been pretty significant as a CEO. I've been working on this for three years. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've had some significant struggles finding the right partners. So there's a, there's a story in there about uh, partnerships. Now we have two dependencies that are unique from a lot of businesses. We depend on a, a payment processor. You have to actually process the money. And then there's a bank that we have to interface with. And those two have to be completely aligned. And for us, they've got to be pretty cutting edge because our system requires a very high degree of precision that most processing systems, if you can imagine, they, they don't have it. So, um, so this will actually be the fourth time that I've, hooked this up to a processor mm. and um, you know, the story about two years ago in 17, this is about when you and I met Josh, um, I was building this thing and it was going great. The marketing behind it was looking good. And we got into our launch month. It was, it was January, 2017 and we're going, marketing's going great. And on a weekend when we had 200 people download and, uh, uh, sign up for our, our program. 200 people. I got a phone call from the from one of our partners, from a processing partner, saying, "Hey, we're being shut down. Oh. Uh, we won't be able to uh, send your cards out anymore. I got to get on a plane. Bye." Oh, that was about how it was. And I spent the next hour staring at the ceiling, trying to figure out what on earth are we going to do. Yeah, we had one month left of money. Our runway was that tight, and um, so. What do you do? It's all you CEOs out there. What do you do? The reason this is here today and the reason why we were able to make it through that is honestly was, was uh, because of some grit, I think, but mostly because of the inspiration of how successful the system was from people. And I think that's something for anyone who's listening. You know, If you haven't validated that your system really does what it's supposed to do and hasn't helped people the way that you believe your system can, you know, if you, if you, that, if that value is not there, if your product really isn't amazing. Or if you haven't spent the time to figure that out, then yeah. when the times get tough, it's really easy just to say, eh, I'm out. Yeah. So, um, so you, you, you get ready to do the launch. Um, you know, you've got a, a you've got a, a, a small, but, but dedicated community, people who really believe in the product. What do you do at that point? So uh, in, in my case, yeah, the, so that partner, they were our first partner. Um, they, uh, they did get shut down. Uh, not it wasn't necessarily their own fault, but the, you know, they were an $8 million company. We, they've been around for eight years. Oof. 
Uh, we thought that everything would be just fine, but the bank right. they were associated with shut them down, shut down their card program, and we were with them. So we spent the next three months scrambling. And fortunately, there was a CEO of a, of a gift card program here in, in Utah that liked our program a lot. And he, just, he said, hey, come over here. I'll help you guys out. You can hook up for free, and we'll get your card going. And I knew the tech wasn't there completely, but I didn't have any other options. So we set it up, and it, was, it allowed me to run the program for about three months, not very long, but to run the program and get all the validation I could possibly get. So I tracked everything and I did it alone. I mean, it was, it was me and, and my friend as our CTO, but we both had to go you know, make money elsewhere. So this was, this was our side gig at that point. And we're trying to get this thing off the ground and just collect enough data. Um, so, we, yeah, we, so we did that, ran the program, got sufficient data. Then we uh, pulled it down. And we started raising money again because we had the data that showed that this thing works. It's helping people dramatically. It's better than what's out there. And so it took us another year or so to raise money again. And uh, then we launched again to another mm -hmm. processor. <laughs> and that was the one I was telling you about that, uh, that also they thought they had the tech, but in the end, they really didn't. Um, but that, again, gave us about eight, uh, eight or nine months of mm -hmm. amazing data where we were able to fully run the program and scale a little bit more. We got up to about 11,000 users um, and, and had some really excellent numbers that again, that's what allowed me to go back to the processor where I really wanted to be and say, Hey, this works. But yeah, it's so a small, small community grew lots of great testimonials mm -hmm. that they, showing that they just loved it, that, that we really were onto something. Um, and that's what ultimately fueled us. And now today we've got the most amazing team here in the office putting this together. We've got all the dream partners. Uh, we just, uh, yeah, we've just uh, brought on a few other huge names that I can't quite mention yet, but mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're, they're uh, everyone that, that we have ever hoped to work with has now joined on and we're looking to a successful relaunch or launch of Cube, relaunch of Proactive uh, this spring. Uh, and so in terms of, uh kind of awareness and kind of growing cube where where's your focus so my focus is more strategic uh, like i said we've got a, a great team um, and here's a ceo lesson i you know this has been my baby for so long i brought on these new these new people that were being attracted to us and some of them are, are very well skilled and i honestly had a hard time uh, have had a hard time letting go of everything to trust them that they would take care of my baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and in doing so, it's created some strain. It's also created some growth. And so I'd say to other, other uh, founders out there, you know, attract great people and, and let them, let them do their jobs. Um, don't be afraid to let go, trust your team uh, so that you can become a leader and not the doer. And I was yeah. for a long time, I've been, I, I was trying to be the doer like I had done in pushing this thing along um, but yeah, so now we've got a phenomenal team here in office. We've got all the partnerships that we've dreamt of having forever. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm mostly focused on strategic, uh, I'm working on our patents. We've, as we've gone along, we've uh, been able to develop a bunch of, uh, unique methods to solve these problems that we think are going to be really powerful as we release our product. So we're patenting those. Um, uh, as well as other strategic partnerships, but overall leading and, and guiding the vision of, of the company. That's where I spend most of my time now. 
Excellent. Excellent. So um, now, um, you know, in terms of partnerships, what, you, you refer to partnerships. Who are you referring to? Influencers, other brands with communities of people that might be interested in this? Who else? Yeah. So there's there's marketing verticals and there's partnerships we're doing there for sure. And a lot mm-hmm. of those are influencers. Um, we found a good solid niche with churches. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of churches that support Financial Peace University but no one has a good implementation tool in this market, right? They, everyone can talk the talk, but it's hard to walk the walk when the system, like I was saying earlier, the environment is uh, void of any sort of philosophy. Um, so yeah, so we have marketing verticals, but specific, most, most of what I'm saying with partnerships, I'm talking about the backend partnerships that we have to have. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of businesses, they can just develop a product and release it for mm-hmm. us. We have to have a processor, a bank, there's, yeah know your customer rules. And so we have a partner in on that to help us do that more effectively. There's who's printing our card and how you set up the, the actual physical card. Um, there's, there's a lot of components in there. And so selecting that, yeah. that team and those partnerships is really critical. Awesome. Any, any, any conversations with the uh, Ramsey folks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. We were, um, I was talking with a bank in Florida and my uh, my core contact there was later pulled into Ramsey, so he's now he works over there now. Mm. And he reached out uh, after he'd been there maybe a month or so and said, "Hey, would you be interested in talking?" And uh, so we have had that uh, come up. But uh, you know, Dave has his system, every oh, dollar, yeah. and it's great. It does what it does, and we will we'll do uh, we're going to do digital cash envelopes, which is not right. what every dollar does. No, no. Right, right. Well, Ryan Clark, you're the founder and CEO of Cube Money. You're on the web at cubemoney.io. Again, that's Q-U-B-E money.io. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.